take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. Thought I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta get it done. No time for fun now. Take me back. Back in the car with another episode of Stories That Need To Be Told. What a week it's been. What a week it's been. It's been wild. The movie came out Tuesday, a stand-up guy. We had our premiere on Tuesday night. I was nervous. I was, I was, I gave a speech. And it's so funny because I've been on stage a thousand times in my 15 years of stand-up. And I'm in the flow and I'm in front of people all the time four times a week forever yet going up in front of my premiere crowd I was nervous I was I was very nervous and I first of all I forgot to mention your name Jordy I feel (laughs) terrible it still bothers me a week later I apologize I also did not mention the other two producers who financed our movie and that is just something that's going to happen I just I forgot I mean and your name I wrote your name down I wrote your name down I wrote Isaac I wrote Ron forgot all you guys uh, got into a flow, thanked everybody. The premiere went, I would say it went great. Was I a nervous wreck? Yeah. Did I give my speech? Did the movie start? Did I go in the back of the theater and start pacing around in a hallway? Yeah, that's what I did. So, but I, every now and then I peek my head over and I just, I listen for laughter at the proper times, but I am learning that I'm a little bit neurotic and people are pointing it out to me left and right. And that's just the way it is. You know, I've read, you know, I read books on every director and how they've gone to their movies. And some have never seen their movies after they see it for the, you know, at the premiere. That's the last time they see it. And I totally get it. Because when you write and direct a movie, you are invested in every single scene, every second of the movie. And I wish I could just let it go and be cool and just let it fly. But no, I see something that could be two seconds longer. I see a beat that we missed. I see a joke that we missed, that I missed. And it bothers me. But that being said, what a great fun premiere. Sold out 250 seats. Lots of press. Lots of press. And it was so funny because I got there early because I just wanted to be early. I drove by myself, silent in the car. Didn't even turn the radio on in the car. Just drove silently, got there with plenty of time to spare. And there was, like, nobody there. Like, the sign for the movie wasn't even up yet. So I was like, ah, man, maybe it's not going to be, like, a thing. I have no idea. And it was, like, slowly but surely this whole thing started to happen. And it all just started to come together. And it was, like, sort of empty. And there was, like, a section where I thought maybe we would hang out and take pictures. And I saw a couple photographers. And then one by one, press started showing up. E! Entertainment started showing up. What are you doing, homie? We're the feds. This guy just took a picture of us. Car cast. Car cast. Car pod. So we uh, we are totally par- car potting right now, and the dude just stopped. That was kind of cool. He, pod he's a nice guy. Uh, so all of a sudden, E! Online, OKTV, OK television stations from Australia, uh, the E! Entertainment people, um, just a bunch of different magazines. The reporter was there. Variety. They were all started showing up, and all of a sudden... Next thing I know, I just have like a camera in my face, being asked questions, a dictaphone in my face, being asked questions, some 
some some strange dude from Australia asking me these weird questions as if he literally flew in from Australia to be at our premiere. He might have. He really might have. And next thing I know, boom, it is like packed. And I'm seeing faces from the past. I'm seeing Rob Weiss from Entourage, one of the producers. I'm seeing Peter Facinelli from Twilight. I'm seeing family members. I'm seeing like old friends from Detroit that popped up. I'm seeing just old friends that I haven't seen. Like it was a packed, packed premiere. Yeah, it really was. And uh, just so if anybody in the in the audience can hear right now uh, the GPS, we're actually going to do more press right now. The press doesn't stop. We're just pressing out. This morning I went on Steve Cooper's radio show, did his show, pressed it out. Saget and Danny went on Access Hollywood with Mario Lopez, pressed it out. And right now we're going to do Maria Menudos. She has a show that she produces called Popcorn Talk. So I'm going to go do Popcorn Talk and hopefully it goes smooth, which I think it will. I'm pretty solid with press. So many P's going on right now. We've got premieres, we've got press, we've got party, we've got popcorn. Popcorn and everything. Yo, so the premiere goes great, right? Everybody gets in there, 240, 250 people, not a single seat left. I'm in a full-blown panic in the side room in the, or in, the, in the alley, in the hallway, pacing back and forth. Obviously, any human being I see that has to go to the bathroom, I'm like, why would you even think about going to the bathroom? You know, you don't go to the bathroom today. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to get people to not go to the bathroom. These two girls are, like, kind of lost. I'm like, listen, there's nowhere else to sit. you got to go outside. All of a sudden, I became security at my own premiere. <laughs> they probably thought you were security. I felt like security. I think I, w- I was security. So or the, insecurity. Yeah, good job, good good callback. I was truly was insecurity. You know, I, I listen. I wish I could be one of those dudes. Who's like, yeah, my movie, man. Check out my movie, man. It's so dope. Listen, I like the movie. It's it's playing well. We were number one on iTunes going into the weekend. It's a huge thing. In it action, is, in action comedies, in action comedies, number one in action comedies. Yeah, number one in overall is like. You know, some huge uh, studio movie. But actually, that's still, I'm not putting that down. It's you really said that big... in a condescending way. I don't like the way you said that. It's not in a condescending way, but if people are listening to this and you say we were the number one movie going into the weekend. We were number one on iTunes in action comedy. That's not condescending. That's that's called what No, what no, it I, is. I know, but you had a little weird tone right there. You got to check it. Uh, <laughs> moving, moving on. Actually, I don't care if it's action comedy Without a rating, I don't care. It's just a number one somewhere. For insecurity, something. insecurity, everybody. Listen, I'm not gonna try to front and act like I wasn't nervous too. I actually don't think I've I've ever been more nervous than I was before the movie. There was a lot of people that were there. That, you know, I had I had a lot of friends who had come too, and I, it was it was just a a really you know unsettling feeling, just. Because it was packed, and there was so much going on, so many people showed up, you know, in who you know, who are stars in the movie, people who you know we haven't seen since the filming movie. the movie. You know, Moran Atias was there. Um, Constantine my, showed up. Constantine uh, Rappaport came. You know, and there was a lot of people. Adam Ray came to show his support. Yeah, um, a lot of my comedian buddies: Steve Simone, Adam Ray, Fahim Anwar. Sebastian. Sebastian Maniscalco showed up with his wife, which was great. Listen, it's a nerve-wracking thing. And I'm sure some of my friends didn't love the movie. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to love the movie. Not everyone's going to love the movie. 
I'm just happy that I'm good with the movie, you know? And the movie played really well in front of 250 people. Wouldn't you say? I mean, you were you were in the audience. Yeah, what I was actually, that like? I actually stuck it out in the theater. How'd that go? Yeah, I, it went great. And, I mean, to the point that after the movie, I, I was, like, trying to find someone to say something negative about the movie. Just because everything was so positive. I know, it's so weird. And listen, you're going to be positive at premieres. It's just because you got to be do the thing. But you can always tell when there's the sincere positivity and when there's, like, the passive positivity. And I got, like, some sincere, super positive feedback and, like, strong hugs, you know? And listen, the movie's, the movie's good. It just plays well. I mean... You know, what do you want me to say? Are there moments I want to change? Yes. Am I done with the movie and we're moving on, but we're going to keep doing press? Yes. But the experience of the premiere for a writer-director was, it was nerve-wracking. You know, I was so happy when the movie was over. And then I was so happy when we were heading towards the premiere after party. Even though I had my mom with me, who is 73, and loves to have a good time, but I just am not like the cool son that can just let her chill I, I'm always like, even though it's my night, I'm still thinking, who's going to bump into my mom, knock her over a weird club table? You know what I mean? There's so many animals at the after party. There's just like hot model chicks, girls dancing in gas masks, yeah, people smoking weed in the corner. You know what I mean? It was like a nightclub after party. It it was a scene. It was it was out of a movie, whatever the after party was. And you were <laughs> you were commanding the corner booth <laughs> With your family My it, family <laughs> We got Danny A Six models that are 5'11 Russell Peters is DJing The biggest comedian on planet earth Everything's going on There's probably people doing blow in the bathroom Who knows what the hell's going on Girls are making out all around And I got my mom My brother My sister-in-law My cousin and his pregnant wife In a corner table <laughs> Okay So if you want to know about who Mike Young is I'm family first <laughs> Obviously, you know, did, was I worried about my mom? Was she having a great time? Yes. She saw Connolly. You know, she saw Kevin, who she's known for years. He gave her a big hug. And everybody who, like, came up to my mom was just giving her all love, you know, like all the actors and just, you know, all love. Yeah, it was it was really cool. And then it was like, it's always, you know, we've, we've touched on this before, but club etiquette. There's club know, etiquette. And when you see people that are kind of, like, boxing out, you know, this is my table space, and they won't move for anything or anybody. Thank goodness the club is was two stories, so there was a little bit more room to breathe, and uh, it, it was it was great though. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun, and it, you know, it went from like you know, this is just like a uh, you know a, a good time premiere party, bro, you know, beautiful club to like full on Hollywood. Nightclub Club experience, like in a in a, a a blink of an eye, it it just like happened, and I I remember the moment when it happened, uh, because we're we're all just like around, you know, everybody's taking pictures, la 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 la, and then the <laughs> the security starts coming around, and it's just like no pictures, no more pictures, and then right, who was there? Did Leo show up? I have no idea. And then it was just you know, uh, scantily clad girls. With lollipops and oh my gas God. masks and and Daisy Duke shorts and it was, it was it was wild. And I remember actually talking to your mom at one point during the I, night, and we're just looking around and she, I mean, she took it all in stride. I mean, and she was hanging out. I mean, I think your mom hung out later than a lot of people parents. Who, yeah, people who were there and humans. 
Yeah, she was there. I'm she like, Ma, aren't you exhausted? It's 12.20, 3.20. 3.20 20 in your mind. She's like, no, I'm fine. What are you talking about? I'm fine. I'm hungry, actually. I'm like, I had to finally just get my mom in an Uber because the tall Canadian was all <laughs> over me. You know what I mean? She's hitting on me. She's all over me. And my mom, I finally, I drag her over. I introduce her. Hi, how are you? She, you know, it's like, what? Are you? Now my mom sees where my night's about to go. And I just, it, it was just time to get my mom out. <laughs> I got her in an Uber Select. She was perfectly fine. Got her back to her hotel. She ate some food, went to bed. Great. But we continued on with the night. And it went deep into the night. It I was. Mean, you it got were rowdy. A blast. The whole the whole party was just like. And you know what it is about that space is the last time that I was there, it was a much bigger space. They obviously chopped it up, chopped it up, remodeled it. It's beautiful now, probably the nicest it's ever been. But it's it's much smaller than it was. So there's just not a lot of space. One of these people gonna understand? Like, I gotta talk to my boy. Rez is the owner. I love him. He's a brilliant designer when it comes to clubs. He's a top-notch dude. But the 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 giant glass tables in the booth are bigger than the area. There's nowhere to move. And if you fall, you're falling on the edge of a glass table. Someone's gonna get hurt. I don't like it. Yeah. They gotta figure it out. They gotta put smaller little tables there. And you know what? There's gotta be like they gotta invent like double-decker booths. Because it's a great idea. People bunk bed booths. Bunk bed booths. People are not even sitting on the booths. They're sitting on top of the booths. They're standing on the booths. I'm not even kidding, Jordy. That's a great idea. Bunk bed booths. Yeah. We gotta get. We gotta open a bunk bed bar. <laughs> you go up little steps. You're on the top bunk. You got your little baby table. Boom. Just don't drop your shit on the floor. Don't and don't don't drop. Don't spill on the people below you. That's a great idea. Bunk bed booths. Patent pending. Patent pending. So the night goes great, fun, blast, you know, and Danny knows everybody in America and Hollywood. He knows every every celebrity. So starting that night, the tweeting and the social media and it all just started flowing. And next thing you know, there's like, and I got Stamos to do it too for me, thank God. And Saget, who's been a gem, is promoting the movie. And they go on Access Hollywood. They go on OKTV. They go on Diana Madison. Now they're doing, like, real press. And Saget is blowing up the Internet with it. And so come Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it was just nice to see us on the cover of iTunes. Was My Man is a Loser ever on the cover of iTunes? Do we get it on there? You know, I think that it got to, like, the new and noteworthy section at uh-huh. one point. Uh, but I, I was... I'd say more impressed with uh, with a stand-up guy's promotion, and you know, it, it it got mentioned in a few categories and independent films, and also new and noteworthy, and uh, and one other category. But it it's there, and it, you know, it's been holding strong, uh, top one hundred overall. And I did, I wasn't meaning to put down the number one. You just didn't want to mislead people into thinking we are the number one comedy, which we are not. Right, but I'm saying I don't even know what comedy is. I mean. But look, we're going up against like you know, for example, like the night before the Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, right, right, right. you know, like those fifty million dollar movies. Yeah. I mean, that's probably was made yeah. for like thirty million. Right. But Who the we, fact right. that that we're we're a one million dollar movie that's holding holding serve in like this this iTunes arena, which you know you can't fake iTunes. You, you can't, can you? No, you're there. And we're it's it's so funny to see us because 
you know, it, we've we're we've, such a small movie. <laughs> we're next to Ride Along. It doesn't even look we're, right. No, we're ahead of Ride Along. And, fi- and you know, granted, Ride Along came out whatever it was two right. years ago, but Ride Along <laughs> Two is out oh, there. Right so it just means it just shows you that people are watching the movie. And you know, we move up the charts a little bit. We move down the charts. That just means that there's action. There's activity totally. that's going on. And that's all you can ask for with a film. Once it's out there, it's out there. And everything that everybody's doing, and you especially, you know, being that you are the writer, director, face of the franchise, you know, going around and doing all this press. You were on the Fraser Smith radio show the other day. You've been calling in, you've Skyping to in Australia. Australia, I'm Aust- doing everything I can. Yeah, you're doing so much. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of great promotions. Saget obviously has been a rock star. Rapport's talking about it on the I Am Rapport podcast and yep. tweeting about it. And everybody's just kind of, you know, doing their part. And it's it's uh, it's been a real high level operation. You can you even see like the pictures that were taken from the premiere. You know, there it's stored in like the Getty Images section. Yeah, we got Getty Images there, which was very cool. So it's it's all it's all very above board, and it, it's just the type of situation where it, it it just it just goes to show the the class and professionalism of the opera operation post movie. Which totally. you know, there's a lot. I love this, by the way. I like the promotion, like. This is the fun part. Let's go promote. Let's go talk about it. Like, thank God we have a movie that we're proud to talk about. Yeah, it could have been, you know, way different. And I mean, you know, totally. look, look we're, we're the movie's out there now. And I mean, have you been having flashbacks? Like I've been having flashbacks about all the different drafts of editing that oh went God, that we kidding? went through, and all the notes, and all just like the, you know, what if we put this scene here and this scene here, like, and and the like. <laughs> there's scenes in the film that you know there was a piece, you know, there was a <laughs> we shot an entire scene, but only if a piece of it made it into the film. Totally, and it's just like. Yeah. I had a I've I've had a hundred flashbacks, <laughs> and that's why it's hard for me to watch the movie because I still wish that I was able to get a few of my moments back in the movie, but you're not the boss when the people pay you. You know, you just think you're the boss. So, you're that's just the way this whole game goes. And at the end of the day, nobody cares about the process. Another P. No one cares about the process. <sighs> All they care about is what's coming out of the projection booth, and what came out of the projection booth at the premiere was a movie that everybody was saying that was a good movie. That you know was what, funny. You know what my favorite thing of this whole thing? This is my I'm not kidding. My favorite thing is when a stranger, this girl hit me hit me up the other day. She goes, "Oh my god, this is my dad's favorite movie. He's loving this movie." I never met this girl. I never and I I definitely never met her father. I definitely never met her father. She's like, my dad is such a fan of comedy and like we and like wacky comedy. He's watched it three times already. That's great. He loves it. That's my favorite moment. A girl that I just met, she's like, oh my god, my dad loves your movie. That's what I do this for. That's what I'm. That's, that's what, what I like to hear. You know, that's what it's about. And I mean, you know, the thing about. You know, right now another P podcasting. The similar similarities between uh, a feature film and podcasting. Once it's out there and on demand, it's out there. It's out. And Let it go to the universe. And, See what happens. And you're being judged, and hopefully it's being enjoyed by those who are out there seeing it. So I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of those, you know, tweets and compliments, or you know, and it's not all going to be positive because no. the more people that see it. But if you if you're not 
being hated, then you're not doing something right, and right. not enough people are seeing it. Totally. Meanwhile, I like when people like a couple. I've read a couple people's critiques, and it's like character A should have had more development early in the story. And it's like when you start breaking down a wacky comedy, and you want to start really talking character development, get out of here. You're not <laughs> funny, and you're not somebody I want to hang around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could I could I have had a little more character development? I'm sure I could have. Yeah, let's... But guess what? Give me six jokes to that character development, at least in this comedy. The story makes sense, beginning, middle, end, solid, tight. People thought Sammy was, you know, people didn't know what was going to happen with our main character uh, in the end of the movie. It held, there was, there was, uh, you know, it was suspenseful. Which, is, which was my biggest concern, honestly, like through the entire process was making that work. And, you, you know, not to name any names, but when we were on set and doing that, there was, you know, someone who was saying, that's not going to work. This isn't going to work. And both you and I were like, yes, this is going to work. And it did work. And it totally worked. So why well, yeah that was weird that I know who you're talking about why well, that was weird that he would just fight that what well do you, what do you fight you know what it's it, it, it's par it, for the course it's it's for passion as well because if 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 they didn't care then they wouldn't have said anything no I, you know I don't know man I, I sometimes people just go at you because of ego like sometimes people just want to fight you just to fight you they might not even be believing what they're saying you know I find that a lot like I find people coming at me with like. They want to just hate. Well, it's easier just to, to hate. It's easier to be negative than it is to be positive. God, we've, it's so easy to be negative. We've talked about that through and through, and you know this this entire process from you know it, it's it's so wild. I mean, look, we filmed the movie a while ago, but when it, in terms of like page one of the script to actually shooting it, and mind you, I, you know I'm we we did eighteen out of twenty days. Of filming this, unheard of. We went Monday through Saturday, Sunday off. I lost Monday a pound through a day. Saturday, Sunday off. Monday through Saturday, rap party Sunday. That was that was our days. That was our life, and it was nonstop, four a.m. till eight p.m. every day. Four a.m. getting picked up in four degree weather in a van while ice and rain. Man, and you're. <laughs> I, it was the Revenant. <laughs> And we it, made the Revenant, the and, comedy version of the Revenant, except only the director got eaten by the beer, the bear. And you know, when you're on an independent film, everybody's in the same van. Man, we were vanned out in the morning. There's no, you know. Yo, you had no, to commute in at times. You were coming from Long Island. Oh man, I, you know what it was. Your what? commute was ridiculous. Oh, my commute was totally ridiculous, and I. <laughs> I had such a ridiculous commute that I listened to 80% of the Steve Jobs audiobook in the... <laughs> in the 18 days? Yeah. That's unbelievable. That's a gigantic book. It's an 800-page book. Holy moly. Yeah. It's incredible. And we were, I mean, it, and it was the most ridiculous uh, filming process, too, because we shot, like, one day in Brooklyn at the beginning, then we were upstate New York, and we were so upstate New York that you had to drive through Connecticut to get to New York. Yeah, there was like a 10 minutes of us being in Connecticut yeah, during that. We were in uh, Rye, New York, a lot of it. Uh, it was just, you yeah, know. We, we doubled Rye for, for Wisconsin, which is part of movie making. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. 
what's so funny is that uh, you know people say like, did you film in Wisconsin? Do you remember? Uh, tell you know, tell me if you remember this. But uh, you know, shout out to Tate. Uh, she was a PA on the movie. Oh yeah, and, hell yeah, I love Tate. And I believe it was Tate. If not, it was it was maybe it was Veronica. Shout out to Veronica. But one of the two was actually from Wisconsin, and they yeah. were like, "This looks like Wisconsin." And that's when it was like, "Yes." Yeah, we yeah. found Wisconsin in upstate New York. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest was the Iron Badgers. Right. You know, did I talk about this already on one of the casts about the Iron Badgers? Well, let's. I, about I don't how, think in detail. We. So. I wrote a, f- a motorcycle gang in Wisconsin called the Iron Badgers, and we dressed them up appropriately, and we had our costume design girl make them amazing Iron Badger outfits. You know what I mean? They had the patch. They had the vest. They looked badass, and they were rolling 10 deep Iron Badgers, and these dudes are real bikers. So we patched them up, and all of a sudden there's like a, what looks like a gang, a motorcycle club in upstate New York rolling <laughs> around. Meanwhile, the Hells Angels are no joke. Th- that's their territory. All of a sudden, hold on one sec. Oh, we almost crashed. Um, all of a sudden, we get a phone call from a chapter of the Hell's Angels saying, "Yo, who's the Iron Badgers?" <laughs> I'm like, "Who's the Iron Badgers? They're a comedy team. That's who they are." But that, but uh, but. Uh, I mean, look, we're, the fact that that. <laughs> yeah, we got a call. Like we knew the Badgers were strong. That's like a testament. That's a testament to our costume designer. Yeah, they look so dope that the Hell's Angels were worried about us. Yeah, you can't make that up. And oh, and by the way, the Badgers. They, I mean, they do straight up look like bikers. And they are bikers. And one was an angel. He wasn't the Angels. He's the one that got the phone call. <laughs> Those are my boys. The, yeah, I, I got oh, juice. Oh yeah, the, and uh, the our biker gang's super proficient on Facebook. So if you want, <laughs> love to, them, <laughs> fellas. What up? If they they are out there, they are strong. They've tagged more pictures than anybody else who's in the movie. So totally, it, it's 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 exciting to see. And there's some great shots. You on the bike. I drove the bike. You know, I ride. So I I took I they, one of them. <laughs> you saw me drive? Yeah, I saw One of them gave me the bike to ride. Around I the took, parking lot, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I took it around in day. Na- what are you kidding? The neighborhood. <laughs> I was on a Harley. I wasn't in the parking lot. <laughs> I only saw you in the parking oh, lot. Oh, yeah. No, I took that thing out. Out of the ice skating rink. And that you, thing was a beast. All you wanted to do was go inside and ice skate. How funny is that? We're shooting the final scene of the movie, and we're doing it at an ice rink that we're doubling for a talk show exterior. And all of a sudden, the ice arena starts playing their music <laughs> for general skating. Yeah. And we can't get it to go off. And I actually think in the movie, you can hear a little bit of that music. There was at one point, but it, they got it out. The, the mix got it out. But, they, yeah, that and it was like it was like the Ave, <laughs> Ave Maria or, or some, like, church-sounding music that actually kind of went with it. But Yeah, I'm no, so- oddly <laughs> enough, it did fit. That was the beauty of independent filmmaking. <laughs> It was a great mistake. Yeah, it, you know that. There's so many instances in the film where it's just like, you know, where you can't help but separate yourself from the actual filming. Like in the film, in the the house that Sammy stays in in Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, it looks like it's just like you know this a house that. Uh, you know, it was it looks warm, like, and it was, and you're enjoying yourself in there. That was one of the coldest houses I've ever been in. Yeah, that house was freezing. I can't believe that there wasn't. It was ice cold in there. there <laughs> I like cold over heat, though. I will take cold. I will take filming in the cold over filming in the heat. That's just me. My brain doesn't work great in the heat. My body temperature's already hot. 
I don't do I don't do hot well, well you know, but I did cold well. Well, in the last two films of yours, you've you've definitely seen both dynamics. I mean, totally. It it was a hundred degrees for my man as a loser, and it was ten degrees for my man for uh, a stand-up guy. Yeah, I mean, by the end of a stand-up guy, we were in the cold record winters of New York. So yeah, a stand-up guy is it is a it's officially out there in the world, and we are continuing to do press. I'll do this today. I'm going to head to Detroit and do an event in Detroit. Dan Gilbert is helping me to promote the movie with it within his company because he wants to get, you know, he obviously wants to get some entertainment stuff going back in Detroit with me. And he's got, we're going to blast the movie out to 15,000 Quicken Loan employees. And we're going to do a big event down there, and I'm super excited about that. And it's interesting, man. The whole, the whole promotional thing of it is interesting because Saget is out there doing tons of stuff in it. He's only in the movie for five minutes. Although he does have an integral part in the movie. You know what I mean? It's like he calls it a cameo but he's got a beginning, middle, and end and he's and he's great. So, you know what I mean? He gets a ton of laughs. So, it's interesting and I can see Rappaport you know, is like at times he's a little hesitant to like really get out there on it. And I get it because he's a movie star. He's done a thousand movies and he's in, he's in it even less, you know. So there's like this whole thing of like, you know, the producers are calling me saying, get Rappaport out. You know what? We're lucky that we got Michael. We really are. I, I feel that way, man. And he came, and when he does his job and, and he came and did me a favor, if you want to know the truth, he came and did a cameo in my little movie in New York and that, and he just blessed it. So he's he's only in it for a few minutes, but he's so damn funny that people are literally emailing me his lines from the movie. They're just lit- emailing me like the hot shoe. Hot shoe. I mean, he also I mean, speaking of blessed, but he he blessed the movie and he blessed you and he blessed this podcast like he's the pope on <laughs> On uh, he's poping right now. On the uh, the Arian Foster episode of I Am Rappaport that came out, uh, and that episode has been enormously successful. That because there were some things that Arian Foster talked about, you know, in terms of his his football career that hadn't been mentioned before. He you know he went into more detail about that. That episode got picked up by CBS, nice. Fox Sports, NBC. Uh, ESPN, all referencing the podcast. I love and that. The numbers have been were enormous last week, and uh, and you and the movie are represented in at the end of that uh, episode, telling people to go download it. Um, the link and and description are mentioned in the description bio of the podcast. You know, so look, it's, it's out there with him. Yeah, yeah, he's out there with he's, it. He's he's with it. A hundred, a hundred percent. I Yo, mean, that's my boy. He's down for what we're down for. He knows, he respects the game. He respects what I'm doing, and he knows I respect he, what he's doing. And he enjoyed the movie. I don't know if he told you that. He but didn't tell me. I didn't even talk to him. I haven't, I haven't even talked to him. He wore the beret and then ducked out because I know he doesn't like after parties, and he's too damn big for that place. Oh yeah, he's. He'll hate that place. We actually, he's too big for it. Actually, you know what's so funny is because someone said to me. Uh, at the party, like, oh, is Rappaport coming? And I recalled that the last time that I was out at a club with Rappaport was with you and Oak. No, 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 not at Oak. It was the it was 
what was the club earlier? I think it was White Rabbit at that point. Oh, Wax Rabbit. Yeah, Wax oh, wow, and we, yeah. And we all went out to that place. So, you know, that that was just kind of a flashback. And, yeah, he is he is too yo, big for the room. Yo, clubbing with Rappaport is an, it's, it's its own episode of something. He is not good in the club. He's panicky, kind of like me. And he's just so big and lanky, and he, you know, he kind of like maybe doesn't feel his arms. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, they're just everywhere. You know, he's just everywhere. It's like a, a orangutan trying to like you can't, you just can't control him in a club. He's a big man. Yeah, and he's just he takes up space, which I need to learn to take up more space like that in a club. Oh yeah, he ha- he holds his ground. Nobody messes with him. Oh, he's a presence. And you know what's so funny is that actually at the wrap up party of my man is a loser that's when him and i actually really like bonded bonded like yeah. we, him and i had bonded on set uh just the day that we did that dj scene because we spent the whole day together just running lines but it wasn't until that you know whatever russian roulette club that we were in oh. that was that was definitely one of the best parties that i've ever been to so no doubt my man is a loser my guys really just they just went uh, they went way out if and, the- and <laughs> They paid big money for some kind of Russian <laughs> prostitution. I don't know what the hell was going on in our after party there. There were girls painted in body paint. You know what I mean? I, again, I was just like unconscious. You know what I mean? I was just like in a zone where I just didn't know what was going on because, again, I was just riding off the nervousness of the premiere. If there's one thing that the producers of these movies know how to do, it's have a good time and promote they're just as good at making a movie as they are at throwing parties or vice versa the they're parties. as good at throwing parties Danny A is the king of parties uh, obviously the king of parties Danny A my producer on a stand up guys 20 years deep in the club world and the star of the movie and the star of the movie he'll, Danny will he'll go star in a movie and then take you on a private plane to, to Marquee in Vegas show you the best time you've ever had get you on a plane home and have vitamin C waiting for you this guy can host his own party and his own movie it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was. It was. It great. was. Yeah, it was great, man. You know, and I can't appreciate it until like now. Now is when I'm starting to appreciate the premiere and the party and the fact that the movie's out. You know, and it's like we're doing promotion for it. Unless this is just life, man. This is like the fun of life. What I are mean, we doing? We're making movies. We're making people laugh. It's all I ever wanted to do from being a class clown to now. People are like, you know, they take shit so serious. It's like. Get out of my face, man. I'm a class clown who is giving a, getting a chance to be a class clown on a giant stage. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't... Class clown production. I mean, everyone who's listening to this right now is literally along for the ride. The, you know, we just went through Hollywood, uh, over literally. the hill. We're, we're staring at Universal Studios right now, and we're heading off to After Buzz TV, Maria Menudo's. Like, this is... I hope she's there. I think I like her. I think, I think oh, I mean, she, she's a queen. She's a queen. She, she is a queen. She definitely knows what she's doing. I, and I think this is a new facility that we're we're off to. Uh, you know, I I think originally they had had a house in the valley that they were working out of. So they're definitely stepping it up. And uh, you know, now that you've got you've had all these reps with uh, with these different you know podcasts and you know radio shows and such. You know, what's your what's your groove right now for for promotion? You know, because you're probably getting a lot of the same questions. Yeah, your log line's probably real tight, and you know yeah. you you kind of like you're feeling it out. So this, it's good it's it's good that you're kind of getting into the the big 
promotional pieces now. I mean, you you did the Heather McDonald podcast, which went really well. Thanks. Um, well, you know what's so funny is when I you know look as a comedian. I've been on every radio show in the country for every city that I've done. So I've done promotion big time for for years, you know what I mean? So starting this movie, I don't think the PR company understood that I really knew what I was doing when I got on a microphone. And it wasn't until we went to Heather McDonald's podcast that the PR company saw what I do, like saw that I'm a good guest, that I know how to listen and come back and you know converse and make it exciting which is probably the the opposite of most directors most yeah. directors would rather just stand under the baseball cap and and just kind of hang out and I'm know. over that you know for a while I had that mentality like you know uh, I was like not too good at self-promotion and my mom my brother they used to get on me like you need to be more out there and I like to let the work speak for itself but you know what I am about to just go out there and be like I let me be the face if I need to be I'll be the face. Let's, let's go. You're out there, all right. I mean, look, I think the the natural evolution of all this is that you're going to end up, uh, you know, written by, directed by, and starring in something. Right. I, you know, I don't know if that's going to end up being, you know, an Single ultra. Single mic an ul- or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, I would... God, I'm I'm ready for single mic to start going into production. That is no a, shit. That is a story that needs to be told on the real, uh, you know. Or we just pull like an ultra low budget and just you know make it a, a make that or some semblance of that a feature film. But we are going to make single mic. Mark my words. I don't give a shit if I have to pay for it myself. Everybody who sees it loves it. Everybody who hears about it loves it. I was talking to Saget yesterday. Getting, I was getting coffee in a place. A guy was in front of me. I said something about single mic, and the guy just turned around. He goes, "That's a TV show I would watch." <laughs> just a stranger said that. It's just, it's, it's for the, t- it's, it's prime. It's ready. And I'm actually going to be talking to Stamos because you know, look, I tried to partner with Doug on it for a sec, and he is so busy that I just don't know if he has the time to put into it. So I'm going to talk to Stamos over the next couple of days and see if there's something with him where we could team up and make this a reality. It's Otherwise, just, I'm just going to go make it for YouTube and blow it out on my own channel because it's just these are stories I have to tell and they're too funny. They're too real because they're happening to me every it's day. It's the real revolution and that's a big part of you know why we brought this podcast to fruition. Yeah. You know, Jordy, I don't mean to interrupt you, but we're going the right way, right? Yeah, looks like it. Do you, I mean, do you know where we're going? Can you just check? Like, we are going to Burbank. Turn left onto Burbank Boulevard in one and a half miles. That sounds right. Sounds right to me. We are in North Hollywood. Okay, good. Then we're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, so you will see Single Mike, the adventures of Single Mike, the misadventures of my single life. Yo, I'm so damn single, Jordy. I don't even want to talk about what's been going on because it's just like... Oh, because your mom... My mom's starting to listen to my podcast. It's like my nephews are listening. It's like, I can't tell you what I did the night of the premiere. I can't tell you. You know what I mean? I I told my mom, please stop listening. Just stop listening. You know, she's got her friends listening now. And that's like, that'll be just part of the single mic episode is that when I try to get my mom to quit listening to my podcast... 
you know? She said something to me the, the, the other day. She's like, you better be careful out there. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I heard your podcast. You better start being careful with these girls. Who are you bringing home? You know, but that's an inevitability. It's, just, it's, it's inevitable. She's I so gotta proud. just let it go. She is proud. She's so proud. But look, I mean, you know, back in the day when Howard Stern was going above and beyond, you, I'm sure his family wasn't ultra thrilled with the things that no. he was doing. He got divorced. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'm. Gonna, I'm just gonna go and I'm. Gonna, I, I've made a decision as an artist, as a as a creator, just to be honest. I'm just gonna be honest, you know, and. I think I think I created a good new bit on stage last night. I said my life right now is like an independent James Bond film. I, you've, that, you've had that before. No, but no, I never get it on stage though. It oh, doesn't really? Come out on stage. I've heard I've heard that, but I, I love that bit. I love that. Bit. I know. I just have told you about it, and I told my brother about it, and I wrote it, but I haven't been able to put it up. And I put it up last night at the parlor, mm-hmm. and it got a solid response. And I didn't let it breathe the way I should have, but. Yeah, I just want to. I was saying, like, my life is like a low budget James Bond film. Like, he's on a yacht with a supermodel. I've got my cleaning lady's niece in the back of my Honda Accord. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's just going at it with, like, it's a different lifestyle. You know, he's got top level assassins trying to kill him with a pen knife. You know, I got a guy from a motorcycle outlaw club, you know, trying to fucking get me because his ex is still in love with me. <laughs> it's just a different lifestyle. It's dangerous. But. Yes, I uh, single Mike will find a home at some point. I think the the moral of this story and you know the stories that that are to come that we haven't uh, delved into and the ones even that we have talked about that we're gonna go deeper into is that these this is this is just a world where people are kind of becoming more introverted and you are one of the most extroverted people that I know. Am I? Am I? You are. You're, I am. You put yourself out there. You yeah. are constantly out there, and that is. That's the danger of single Mike. I'm out there. <laughs> yeah, you're out. That's there, why I've all been right. beat up multiple times. But I am out there. But that's that's how you've gathered such stories, and and your voice really is coming into clarity more than ever. There's no doubt about that, and that's why all these different, uh, you know, creative people, are, you know, are saying let's do a collaboration together let's create something special and yeah i gotta be doing something right when i get a call from kanye west camp who i never met and i'm doing something that eminem's attached i I gotta be doing something right something right i wish i I need to quit drinking as much because i'm not it's it's affecting my amount of work i'm doing during the day i'll just put that out there i've been doing i've been on the tequila program again what, weren't you you were out in uh, the Grammy world yesterday? last night? Yeah, I went to Puff Daddy's party. Yes. Well, I mean, who wouldn't drink tequila at Puff Daddy's party? Let me tell you, I gotta be honest, straight up. Went to a Grammy party last night. Puffy's after party at One Oak. Puffy got on the microphone. He was doing his thing, and Tigga and all these like rappers. And Wait a second, you were at the party that Paul McCartney got denied access to? Yeah. McCartney couldn't get in. You I should, got in. You should have gotten McCartney in. I'm sorry. Believe me, I would have got McCartney in. I feel <laughs> like he looks like a relative. All right, sorry. But I'm in the party, and Puffy's on the mic, and all the security's everywhere, and like he comes in with a posse, and Tyga or Tigga <laughs> is is doing his thing, and like Busta Rhymes, and all these dudes are in there, and it. Okay. Really? All right. One zero six one five. Um, but what I was going to say is 
I'm cooler than them. <laughs> We're cooler. Me, you, and Rappaport. Me and my homeboys from Detroit, my brother. We are like a cooler crew. I'm not kidding. I I, I don't know how you take that. I don't know what, what you, how you digest that. But like, a lot of these celebrity dudes, I gotta be honest, they're not that cool. I mean, not that they're not cool, but like. I just have more fun going with you, my brother, Rappaport, my like my homies from Detroit to a diner at 11:45 at night. I gotta be honest, Diddy, you're you did a lot, man. You've made a ton of money. You're a big time dude, but that shit felt like high school in a way. It was like Hollywood is like high school. You can't force. And listen, I was popular in high school, you know, but like. You can't buy cool. I, 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 <laughs> no, you cannot. Buy you can't cool. buy cool. And you can't force fun. Can't force. I'm fun. sure it was packed. No, right? no. I had fun because my boys were there. Yeah. Jonah, Eustace, Pookie. The, my crew was there, so we definitely, we were definitely having some fun. But <laughs> the whole time I'm thinking, wow, are we cool? You know, and like the the security doesn't know how to act. Like they're acting all like they're just like they're too big anyway. It's like, dude. Don't ask me to move. Lose 80 pounds and become <laughs> half the person you are. You know, where do you want me to go? But, yeah, Puff Daddy's party was crazy, and I was sipping tequila, and it was game on, and I was getting hit up from these, you know, some couple girls were hitting me up, like, let's go hang, and I made an executive decision because I knew I had a big day today to just go home, make myself a quesadilla at 2 a.m., pop a couple Advil, call it a night, you know? Sleep on the new pillows and chill. This train does not stop, folks. We are currently sitting in front of AfterBuzz TV Networks in North Hollywood. Yeah, North Hollywood. Sun setting. Jordan and I rolling in the Honda Accord. Car casting. Yeah. Pod carring. We might go to a, another premiere party later. We might not. We were invited to Fuller House premiere. You know, I was at Saget invited me. I'm on the list. We'll see if we feel like going. You know, I don't know. Maybe we go, it's a one-hour show that they're going to show it in the Grove at the theater. Then there's like an after party, so we'll just play it by ear and see see what's happening. Yeah, we're going to get this out there. And, it's, you know, guys, thank you so much for, for tuning in to this episode. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Subscribe. Play.it slash Mike Young. Stories that need to be told. They're going to keep coming. There's a lot more to come. It all keeps coming. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you for listening. Mike Young, stories that need to be told. We're just doing work in the streets, having a great time, trying to keep it positive, trying to stay healthy. Life can be short. Do what you love. Out. Peace. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did.